Hello, welcome to uh, ProSco Talks or Pro Talks as we like to call it here. I'm Dave Pennington. I'm the Building Envelope Group Manager for ProSco. Uh, today I have with me Stace Grund, who is the fifth generation owner of Grund Painting, the oldest painting contractor in Seattle. Um, but he is also uh, the owner of Tatley Grund, which is a restoration contracting company that was founded in 1991 with Stace and um, his partner, Ron Tatley. Um, Stace and Tatley Grun were the origins of the STPE products that we manufacture today uh, at Prosico. Uh, they are partners uh, with us in that, uh, but they uh, were the people that put it put that product chemistry together for the application and in, in building envelope work. So um, what I'd like to do is uh, send it over to Stace and let him kind of tell us uh, why these products were created. Um, Stace, would you like to take it? Sure. Thanks, Dave. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of going in the Wayback Machine uh, history. So uh, Tallygrun was started, as Dave said, in, in 1991. Uh, by we um, specifically are designed to be um, primarily a self-performing general contractor uh, specialized in building envelope repairs and maintenance and effective construction. Uh, by 95, uh, we really got into quite a bit of uh, water damage in the Seattle marketplace, water damage construction uh, defect repair. And by the mid uh, to la or late 90s, um, Ron Tatley and I were really starting to analyze the details that we were asked to kind of put building envelopes back together again. So um, we would do fixed frame scaffold, put an enclosure, and then we'd be taking off three to five stories of a stucco cladding or an eaves cladding or a vinyl siding. Uh, wood siding um, because there was significant uh, rot damage to the sheathing, exterior sheathing, a lot of times OSB or plywood, um, and then also the uh, wall cavity and the stud cavity. Uh, this was kind of before uh, rain screen cladding assemblies uh, really became to be specified and used a lot more in North America. So the details we were just asked to put back quite quite similar to what we were just pulling apart. And so we were concerned about it from almost a, a defective construction on ours. Even if we did it right, some of those details that we, we thought were maybe, uh, quite frankly, kind of suspect as far as keeping water out of the building. So we started, uh, we built our own um, test chamber in 2000, uh, just as a contractor. And we just wanted to kind of um, determine you know what's going on understand the performance characteristics of some of the materials and some of the details and so um so we did that and we focused on windows early on uh we do a, quite a bit of multi-family apartments and condominium work uh the window to wall ratio is high in multi-family so uh we started installing windows in different details, uh, used quite a bit of peel and stick at the time, that's what we were using. And we found the performance uh, was quite lacking on that. So we looked out on the marketplace to try to come up with a better way uh, to install windows primarily. Uh, with windows, uh, as many of us know, the windows themselves can leak, 
the installation or the penetration wrap can leak, neither of them or both of them can leak. And so we really wanted to come up with a system that could waterproof the window into the rough opening and also account for a current or future leaking window if that happens. So after a year or two of looking out on the marketplace, we couldn't find anything. Um, we did uh, work with uh, one well-known large construction uh, material manufacturer uh, in North America, showed some interest in that. Um, we ultimately, they were silicone, 100% silicone-based technology. And one of the main things we were looking for was to the uh, liquid applied membrane to be able to bond a wet substrate. So ultimately, that wasn't going to be it with 100% silicone technology. So kind of fast forward to 2005, and we just couldn't find anything out in the marketplace. So uh, a couple of goofballs, Ron Tatley and I at the time, we decided to go hire a chemist. Uh, and make our own product. Um, so we did that. The chemist had a formulation and an initial product within about six months um, after we'd hired him. Uh, it was a silyl terminated polyether-based uh, product, STPE, that he had had some previous experience with. Um, so we came on board uh, in 95 and by the end of uh, our 2005, and by the end of 2005, uh, we were using it at, on our restoration repair projects. That's great. That's uh, <clears throat> really interesting. But um, I would, uh, two things actually, Stace, you talked about how you guys um, put together your own test chambers. You know, for, for the audience, I would point out that uh, those test chambers were no joke. They were not a, a wood frame structure with plastic wrapped around them. They were welded aluminum. Uh, that could do, you know, over 200 mile an hour, positive and negative pressure, introduce, you know, um, water and, and all sorts of things and have really evolved over the years um, to the point where we've had principals from the Air Barrier Association of America. We've had principals from Oak Ridge National Labs come in. We've had um, a lot of people check them out and, and, and were very impressed. So as a contractor, you know, you glossed over it, but uh, testing your details and testing your products was very critical to what you guys did. And I think a lot of the reason why uh, Prosco was attracted um, to the partnership, but also the performance and the uh, characteristics of the chemistry, the STPE. Um, if you wouldn't mind, you know, I know that you went through a lot of um, consideration about what you were looking for in a product and why you um, uh, gravitated to the, uh, the this particular chemistry. Um, can you give us a little bit of uh, the things you were looking for, the wish list, so to speak, of characteristics yeah. and, and why these matter to contractors? Yeah, so not only what we learned uh, by testing, again, the at the time, um, and still might be with some manufacturers, window manufacturers, uh, window and door, you know, it was a fairly complicated uh, peel and stick, building paper type wrap, uh, multiple layers in there with flanged or, or flangeless windows and doors. Um, and again, we tested that. Uh, we were really concerned about the, the consistency on the performance of that uh, to keep water out. And so that was a big driver was just uh, quality control for one. It, similarly, we, we think that we, you know, have a good crews, 
uh, good men and women working in the field for us and well-trained. But really to get that right consistently, really kind of, quite frankly, it scared us, even with good crews. The mock-up that we did to test uh, was done by our best guy, and it failed. And so we really thought about that saying, gosh, what's going to happen out on the job site when we're installing, you know, a thousand windows on one project on, on a defective construction repair project. Um, so it was really a quality control was kind of that was what was the main driver on that um, ease of installation um, in kind of low, low level of training and the level of technical ability to be able to install um, so as you had mentioned, Dave, we came up with a wish list. We had 27 items that we wanted on there. Uh, and those are, you know, a single component membrane that you can either paint on or trowel on into the rough opening, um, that it was, um, can bond to wet substrates, that it's moisture cured. Um, and in the Northwest, a lot of times we protect areas, sometimes we can't, and we wanted the flexibility of being able to work year round with a membrane that could bond right to wet substrates. And even in a light rain that you can do it, you can't apply it to standing water, but you can brush the water off and essentially apply the membrane and it will cure, cure out. Uh, and even in pretty saturated substrates like wood, it can cure out uh, and do fine uh, over time. So those were part of the 27 items uh, that we were looking for. A lot of our work, all of it is in occupied buildings, so we wanted no odor. Uh, a lot of the products that we do work with, they're, they're problematic inside buildings, uh, different urethane deck coatings, things like that, um, from different smells are problematic. So that was one of the 27 items. So really that's what we gave the chemist when we hired them say, this is really the product that we want that fits our niche in the construction industry that, that will take care of uh, everything that we're concerned about. Um, from a quality control standpoint, we wanted it to be uh, reach opacity or that it's uh, opaque. It's not see-through once it hits the desired mill film thickness uh, from a quality control standpoint was able to do that. Um, uh, probably another huge issue uh, and back when we were um, looking at this in the early 2000s was uh, vapor permeability. So uh, that was has always been our approach from the test chamber and what we learned from the test chamber. Uh, you know, we need to be waterproof. We want to be an air barrier from energy standpoint, but we want to be vapor permeable. And we're not going to try to outguess Mother Nature. And so what's right in Seattle in um in December is not what's right in Florida in December. What's right in Seattle in December doesn't work for Seattle in August. And what's right for Seattle in August at 2 a.m. might not be what's best in Seattle in August at 2 p.m. So uh, there's just all kinds of different variables that can happen uh, with vapor drive. Uh, the building uh, HVAC system, exterior pressures that are happening. So let's just make it vapor permeable and not try to outguess what's happening. So that was a huge one that we did. And so that, that was really kind of a major uh, breakthrough to get a vapor permeable, but an air barrier and a waterproof coating all at the same time. Yeah, that's, that's great. And that's a lot of consideration. Um, quite frankly, I find it fascinating that you were able to um, identify a chemistry that can hit all those markers, you know, um, the benefits of which uh, just as a, as an applicator, as a contractor are tremendous. Um, is there a good project that maybe you could share with us where 
any or all of these um, specific uh, attributes have helped you um, do something that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to do? Yeah, you know, um, not one in particular, but basically hundreds or even thousands of projects <laughs> that I can think of that, that really help us out, um, you know, from irregular openings. And so if you have a window that maybe has a semicircle top on it, to think about that of how you're going to do a peel and stick wrap in that opening or building paper or wrap the Tyvek in, um, and then really any penetration through the cladding. So if you're thinking about a hose bib, um, penetration through there. Tough to kind of flash a circular item that comes through. And when you're liquid applied, uh, it fits every opening every time uh, being a brushed on or rolled on location. It could be an electrical penetration. It can be uh, kind of a, a, for years we were making our own, we had our own sheet metal shop where we were making kind of custom flashing pieces uh, and if you think about a vertical wall with a horizontal with a deck coming out, horizontal deck on a four-story, you know, condominium or apartment building, that deck-to-wall interface and getting that happening, and a lot of people will just kind of run the deck coating up the wall. But if it's on the outside edge of that deck on the corner where that meets the building, you actually have multiple interfaces that are happening there. So we would make a sheet metal boot and then run the de deck coating over that. Well. When we came up with um, these products, we basically took our sheet metal shop and put it out of business because we went to liquid applied for flashing everything. Uh, it's faster uh, in from a labor savings. That was the other one of our 27 items um, was really important to us was also, you know, a labor savings as opposed to making, you know, custom sheet metal interface boots or stainless steel type boots where appropriate. There's certainly, there's some through wall flashing pieces that makes a lot more sense to be, you know, a metal or a stainless than, than it does liquid applied. But for so many of them, it makes sense. Uh, you know, you think about, uh, if you've got a four or five or, you know, eight story, um, building, maybe not a commercial building curtain wall system, but where you're going to have a cladding or a siding, think about, you know, kind of reinforcing and waterproofing the inside and outside corners. Uh, that's where the liquid applied comes in perfect as opposed to trying to use some other type waterproofing product on inside or outside corners. Um, so really it is all of our projects, you know, from installing in inclement weather to those unusual circumstances, um, you know, again, all of our products are in our projects are on occupied buildings. So, again, being low, no odor, essentially, uh, and relatively easy to install. You know, um, the current labor market, um, the in my opinion, the average skill level is less than 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And so being really easy to install and an easy system to master. Uh, this is really helping us out even moving forward in the current labor market as far as just from a training uh, and, and becoming really proficient with the products. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, um, I find that, uh, you know, the thing that gets forgotten too is that um, fluids, you know, uh, you learn this early on when you're in the industry and, and we've both been in for a long time, but Fluids have a way of, um, well, if you look at every substrate, it's porous, right? And so you've got peaks and valleys. If you will, if you were to magnify any substrate, even glass and metal, 
uh, there's peaks and valleys. And so when you have a tape or a peel and stick, you're adhering to the high points of the peaks, so to speak. But when you have a fluid, um, they get into the peaks and the valleys and they become part of the uh, structure. Um, so you really have a uh, well-adhered um, system uh, that's protecting your, your substrate uh, all the way around. And then when you look at the chemistry, the STP chemistry uh, of the systems that you guys have developed and we manufacture now, um, you've got uh, similar chemistry working together, whereas many and most systems out there are a, uh, a, a hodgepodge of dissimilar types of products. You know, you've got uh, different types of coatings with a different peel and stick with a, that requires a different primer that, you know, you've got so much going on. And um, even when the contractor is being perfect, it still might work, not work. So uh, it, it's really neat and it's really fun to watch um, people be successful with these very intuitive products that have been developed. One of the things honestly states that you know i have to tell you is that we really enjoy our partnership with you guys uh, you guys are uh, the pinnacle of of uh, of professionalism and um, we we um, have a great relationship today uh, because i think we all kind of are on the same page and and i love that but one of the things that's really neat is that uh, coming out with this chemistry for this application um back in when we started the partnership, uh, it, it, it was the Lone Ranger, right? There was no one like that. And um, if uh, uh, imitation is a form of flattery, you have to look around the competitive landscape today in manufacturing and look at the number of people who have, ha who have some sort of STPE coating or some STPE detailing product um, to get in on, on what they realize is uh, very intuitive and, and, and very uh, advanced chemistry for this application. So that, that's pretty cool, too, to see that uh, what you guys created so long ago um, has been so groundbreaking for the industry. And um, it's just fun to be part of it, man, and I really enjoy our relationship and working with you guys. So, uh, you know, that's what I have uh, for you guys today. Um, Stace, do you have any closing comments? No, I just echo what you said, uh, kind of wrapping up the, the, the history. Um, so took the product to market, uh, decided we had something at the end of 2005. So again, I, I, I didn't know anything about manufacturing, distribution, sales. So uh, we had a toll producer, uh, uh, in the middle of the country making the product for us. And then we took the product to market and uh, had some momentum in Seattle and then in Florida uh, is where our, uh, kind of our focus was, uh, coastal areas uh, and then up and down kind of the West Coast and then, then the East Coast. Had a number of companies kind of uh, knock on our door, big manufacturers that were starting to be a little bit interested, but again, it was pretty early on. Um, and then uh, we got introduced, had an, an opportunity to get introduced to the Prosco team at the end of 2009 and into 2010. Uh, interesting time for all of us in construction during the Great Recession. Um, but uh, that's what uh, when the relationship really got forged. Um, 
with Prosco and just, you know, things aligned really right. Um, you know, a fourth generation, uh, 85 year old uh, manufacturer in the U.S., uh, really focused and motivated to do it correctly and to, you know, produce a quality end product to the customer and to support uh, the contractors and the architects, engineers, specifiers along the way. And so we didn't have that sense or feeling with a few other companies that kind of knocked on our door. And so uh, here we are 12 years later and, and it's great. Uh, and the relationship is, is going strong. Um, and I couldn't be happier about it. And it'd probably be one of the defining things in, in my career that I can say that in part, we kind of bettered the construction industry uh, to, a, to, a, a, to an extent in in the u.s and in north america uh with introducing these products so yeah it's great awesome well thank you stace thanks for your time today and thank you for listening to uh, pro talks all right thanks dave